Hi, she says, looking up from the counter. Sip wherever you like. She watches as the customer eyes up the tables and chooses one on the edge of the cafe, a table, not a booth. He places his rucksack on the chair next to him and rolls his shoulders, tilting his neck slowly from one side to the other. He sits down and opens the bag, pulling out a pile of books that look like university textbooks. They have a certain academic-sounding thud as they are placed on the table. The boy lays them out neatly and then examines the menu. After a few seconds, he puts it back, zipping his hooded jumper all the way up to his chin and sinking slightly lower in his chair. Hannah takes hold of her notepad and pen and stands up. What can I get you? she asks when she reaches the table. He looks up from a book. Hannah catches a glance at the page. Lots of diagrams and numbers. Can I have a cappuccino, please? says the boy, his voice softer than Hannah imagined. With chocolate? Does that cost extra? Hannah laughs, but then stops herself when she sees his face. No, of course not. The boy's cheeks turn bright red. Yes, please, he says quietly. And anything to eat? The boy glances at the menu again, then at the counter where Mona had just laid out a fresh selection of cakes supplied by Alexander, the last job on his shift. I'd recommend the carrot cake, says Hannah, following the boy's eyes. Or the pancakes. The pancakes are always good. The boy pauses, then shakes his head and turns back to his books. Just a coffee, thanks, he says, flicking his eyes quickly up to meet hers, before turning them back down to the page he is reading. No problem. As she leaves the table, she notices a sleeping bag poking out of the top of the boy's rucksack. Before bringing him his coffee... She adds a large chocolate biscuit to the saucer at the last minute. He smiles at her, then returns to his books. Good morning, comes a cheerful voice from the doorway. It's a voice Hannah recognises immediately, with its Spanish accent and a smile that clings to the words. She smiles too, and says a good morning in reply, as Pablo, the other full-time chef, bustles into the cafe, removing a leather jacket to reveal his chef's whites beneath. They are slightly off-white, like sheets that have been washed many times. Pablo is a short, stocky man who Hannah has guessed is in his late fifties, with a thick head of curly, dark grey hair and a permanent smile on his rosy-cheeked face. He is a stark contrast to Alexander, who often talks to himself in Polish but rarely talks to others. And yet, the two chefs seem to have a silent understanding with one another a bond that is perhaps formed by their shared profession, or maybe simply because they support the same football team. So, she's started walking, Pablo says, as he heads through the cafe towards the kitchen. Hannah is used to this habit of Pablo's. He never seems to start a conversation. Instead, he simply continues where he left off the last time he saw you. She is Rosa, his granddaughter. She holds a tie with Arsenal Football Club as the love of Pablo's life. Last week she was just holding on to that little trolley with the bricks, pushing herself around, he continues. But yesterday she was up on those little legs all by herself. She's going to be running before we know it. I've already brought her a football. Get her into it early, I figure. Here, look. <laughs>